Hey, I'm Daniel Pickett, the uh, Chief Technology Officer of FreightWaves. Uh, I'm here with my friend uh, Garrett Wolf, who leads strategy and operations at Triumph Pay. Uh, we, last, yesterday, we found ourselves together on the front row of the Pat Green concert. So if we look like our ears are ringing, they, they probably are. Um, we're, we're super excited to have you here. And uh, we, we want to talk, first off, talk, tell us about you guys acquired Hubtran about a year and a couple months ago. Uh, that got you into the processing game. T tell us about what's been happening over the last year, how the integration's going, and, and what new capabilities that's unlocked. Yeah, so June 1st of last year was the formal marriage with Hubtran, and, and we set out on the Hubtran acquisition to help with uh, brokers processing their documents faster. I think we just heard something similar to that beforehand. We thought Hubtran had a great product that made brokers more efficient, which would in turn make our payment process much faster, more efficient, and more attractive to carriers. What also came with the Hubtran acquisition was deep integrations into the factor systems of record. So they call them a factor management system. And we'll talk a little bit more in the demo later. But what we found ourselves with was 55 of the big factors. You know, a sister company, Triumph Business Capital, is the second largest. We found ourselves with hundreds of freight brokers. And we had the opportunity to create an open payments network. So June 1st of last year, our development team put their heads down. And by January 11th, we launched our payments network. And so the payments network's real. It's moving about $1.2, $1.3 billion a month over structured data rails. So we've just been focused on moving brokers onto that, moving factors onto that to get rid of all of the efficiencies. And success for us long term is if we put our OCR out of business, then we win because we prefer to do it over structured data. So We've been busy with that. We've been busy just bringing more brokers on board. We have a shipper business that's very important to us that's growing, but we stay busy and we sleep well at night. Yeah, that, that's great. I mean, like you said, the structured data is just so much more resilient and, and error-free than, than, than the old OCR processes. Um, and, and so it sounds like for brokers, this is kind of the, the easy button to offering factoring to their carriers. Is that... Yeah, so it's 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 a little bit different than that. Um, factors will you or carriers will use factors for a number of reasons, and it's not just early access to payments. They're using factors for all of the value added services that go on top of that, back offices to help facilitate invoicing of dozens of brokers, uh, fuel programs, other discounts. So carriers are signing up with factoring more and more. Two years ago, 50% of dollars that brokers spent went to factors. Now it's more like 60 to 65. And so that's important. But yes, it, it helps the brokers work with the factors when historically it's, it's been a bit of a tumultuous relationship. Yeah. So, so talk a little bit about the, um, you know, just how, how what you've done here is, is kind of affecting payment security. Because as we know, there's a lot of uh, extracurricular activity, both both from you know fraud, fraudulent bills, and you know it, there are some bad actors uh, posing as carriers or you know out there operating uh, small fleets. Uh, what are you guys seeing, uh, and and how does kind of what you've built help solve that problem? Yeah, and this is this is immensely important to us because unlike a lot of the the freight tech and other fintech companies we actually move the money. We take custody of the money. We're moving $24 billion a year right now with very public plans for that to be 75 soon. And so we happen to be owned by a bank. And so it's very important to us that we watch and we correct for any fraud that we're seeing in the industry. And so it's everywhere. And, and it's particularly becoming acute right now as the freight market soft and interest rates rise, truck prices rise, fuel rise, insurance rise. So everything's going in the wrong direction for carriers. 
And so what's ended up happening is, is Tim Valdez, our friend that came over from Wex, he has this, this categorization that I love. There's honest carriers, which we, we all think highly of. There's dishonest carriers, which we're trying to weed out. And there's situationally dishonest carriers. And, and, and for the latter two, we want to make sure that we're ahead of anything that they're doing nefarious so that we make sure our brokers, our factors, our shippers, and then they're not being defrauded and then load the, the carriers that are always honest. So, so, you know, when we see and, and we have seen rates soften, we've seen volumes come down. I mean, is that you say there's situationally dishonest carriers. So does a declining market like this tend to cause an increase in, in unsavory behavior? I don't, I don't know if it's correlation or causation, but it sure seems like that's happening more and more these days. And, and just to give you some very specific examples of things we see and things that we're working on, one is uh, for our factoring friends. Our factoring friends have, have carriers who may decide that they want to be paid directly from the broker, and they may try to go over their notice of assignment. And the way that they might do that is send in a fraudulent letter of release. Right. So it's very easy for a PDF document, a one page document that's got a fancy letterhead and a couple signatures and about one small paragraph of text. I can create that in Word. You could probably do it faster than me. But that document will redirect funds. And so we receive about thirty eight thousand of those types of documents every day on behalf of our hundreds. Uh -oh. <laughs> thirty eight thousand fake. 38, no, no, no. Thirty eight thousand a day. But what it does is uh, it, it makes us very good at understanding who's factoring with who. What looks wrong? What's on the long red, wrong letterhead? Who's got the wrong signatures? So fraudulent letters of release is one thing that we're working on, and we can talk more about how we're doing that. What we also see is that carriers, um, they're very good about using the same credentials across everything that they do in freight. I'm sure that we're all guilty of that. And, and so phishing attacks on carriers um, are very prevalent. And so what happens is bad guys take over carrier accounts with us. And so a lot of companies may not worry about that. We worry about that a whole lot. And so we have a way, you know, we've learned from the fact that we're owned by a bank. We have ways that we validate all of those bank accounts to make sure that it's the right person being paid, that that account is in good standing. It's owned by the carrier requesting it. We also have, you know, double brokering. I think it's just one of these things that, that we're all feeling more and more. It's always been around, but I think it's just it, the, the, the swirl is going around. And so uh, we have a duty to the industry sitting between hundreds of freight brokers, every factor that exists, all 400 of them, paid every trucking company that's running freight right now. We've got a duty to stand in the middle of that. And, and we could talk a little bit about how we're going to do that, right? So factors need to watch out. We're watching out for them. Brokers need to watch out. We're watching out. And then our own carrier relationships need to watch out. And so we've got the bank grade security to do it. Yeah. And so you talked a little bit about, you know, how easy it is to just go Photoshop a, do a document. Does going from kind of OCR on a PDF to, you know, structured data, and, and I don't know, it's a JSON document or CSV or whatever, but you're actually getting data fields. How, how does that, does that make it a lot more secure because it's, it's harder to fake that, that feed? So one thing that I would point out is there's no silver bullet to this. This has got to be a layered approach. So a structured data network that we're building, it's live, it's real, it's not vaporware. It does. Structured data is significantly better than OCR. It's going to be better than humans in the loop because it doesn't have any vested interest, right? Structured data is structured data. When you couple that on top of just the industry knowledge, 
that's, that's where things start to become very powerful, right? And so OCR, if I can take a document and I can basically just replace with text um, the carrier name and the MC number, and for all intents and purposes, that counts the letter of release, OCR is going to be 100% accurate on that, but it's going to be 100% bad for the factor that's supposed to be getting those receivables. So that's why it's important. The other thing that we do is, is we don't take people's words for it. It's trust but verify. So what we're actually working on with the network factors that, that uh, we work with is now making them first parties to that information. So the way that notices of assignment and letters of release work in this industry is they go out via email, they get passed to a broker. Today, they also get passed to us. And so we, we do our best to, to, to process those as quickly as possible. But, but as soon as it leaves the factor, it's no longer first-party information. They're actually third-party information. So they're just the recipient of whatever happens with it, which is just not the right thing for the industry. And so what we're working on is taking the network and putting everybody in the factoring community is firsthand account, you know, party to that. So they're going to place assignments directly with the structured data network. They'll remove assignments when they're going through a buyout or a, a carrier is no longer going to factor. They'll, they'll be a first party assignment when they are starting to, to, to factor a client. So um, we're going to do a number of different things. And, and the important thing to realize, is you can't just have one silver bullet. We got to do it all. Yeah, yeah, it's a great point. And, and you and I talked before this and, and I said, wow, it, it's like if I go to lunch and, and buy a $15 lunch with my credit card, that is infinitely more secure than the way that, you know, a $5,000 freight payment happens today. So, you know, as, as we go forward, it, it, it sounds like, like you guys are really building a, a freight payment network that works more similar to, to kind of the way that, that personal payments would work. And you, you have verification. Yeah. So uh, it, it is no secret that, that a lot of the inspiration for this network is based on the card networks, Visa, MasterCard. But the way that the card networks work is that they're exchanging structured data from where you swipe your card at a point of sale. They call those merchant acquirers, Stripe or anybody like that, first data. And they're communicating to the issuing bank, so the person who actually issued you your Visa credit card to authorize and clear those transactions. And what we're doing is very similar to that, right? And so when a factor or a carrier themselves is submitting documents, now it is against a data object, a load object that we know is true. So they're not creating fake invoices and there's no fake in anything like that. It's against the structured load object. It gets processed. It gets communicated back and forth through the life cycle. And then the payment gets made securely. And then the fact that this is all happening, you know, digitally with, in many cases, no human touch. I mean, that, that's got to mean that it's cheaper, it's faster, it's more efficient. You know, wh what does that mean for, for the customers? Does that mean they get savings passed on? Does that mean they get less fraud? Does that mean they get, you know, but what, what's the impact of the customer of using, of using this more modern process? Yeah, the, the tangible benefits are just, it's the cost structure, right, of what we call Triumph Pay focuses on post-load activities. We don't worry about preload. We don't worry about onload. We do really good and focus squarely on postload. And so the, the, the cost structure associated with those postload activities, that money would be better spent reinvesting in some of those preload or onload activities for a great carrier experience, a great shipper experience. So we want to remove that cost. But the thing that's easy to overlook are the intangible benefits that are hard to quantify. And we're starting to quantify and we love to talk about some of those numbers at our booth. But the, the, the risk of fraud, Right, the risk of double brokering—you know—it's not a victimless crime, 
right? If someone's double brokering, that carrier who's actually hauling the freight might not get paid, but they're going to come back around and demand payments. That carrier who hauled the freight might get into an accident, but all of that's going to look bad. And so we're going to actually try to do our best to help with that. Sure. And then you talk about account takeover and and in being in a, a bank that has very strict uh, know your customer protocols, that's right. is, is that's going to protect people from you know, those kind of account takeover events. Yeah. yeah. So we, we've got um, enterprise wide monitoring on who's logging in, where they're logging in from. We've, we've implemented kind of industry leading identity management. And then for those that do get in, we do validate those through our bank grade kind of processes to make sure the money is going to the right people. And so yeah, you, we, you notice when somebody says, Hey, I'd like to change the uh, bank account number that you're it, sending it, my payments. It happens every time we get thousands of bank account change requests every day. Um, some of them are fraudulent. And, and it's one of these things where uh, the, the frequency of things happening is rather low, but the magnitude of the impact when they do happen is significant. Right. And so it, it's, it's intangible. It's often overlooked, but it's important not to overlook it when you go when you go forward. Very good. Uh, so you know, as as we kind of look out, um, you, you talk about some of the emerging trends in fraud, uh, and we've and we've talked about kind of the modernization of this paper. I, I guess it's, we went from paper to PDF, but that didn't necessarily fix the security issues. Uh, what, what do you see as we look out, maybe you know, to, to next year or, or the year beyond? What what is going to uh, you know drive further improvements in security and kind of minimizing fraud? Yeah, I mean it's it's going to again be layered approaches, but what you'll see from us in twenty three and beyond is is continuing to build value for our factors, make their lives significantly more efficient. Which if sixty or sixty five percent of the dollars that come in from a broker go to a factor, that makes the the broker's life much better. It makes their carrier's life much better, whether they choose to factor or not you'll see a significant amount of energy on how we help to suss out, ferret out fraud in the industry just because we have a duty. And I think that what you'll see maybe a little bit longer term from us is um, the traditional Fed rails, how people get paid is changing dramatically. And, and we're a fintech owned by a bank. So I think that you'll see some exciting stuff about how people are paid, how fast they're paid and what ways they're paid. Uh, that's exactly. So best of both worlds. We've got a, you know, a giant bank with you know, all the, all the compliance and uh, safety of that. And, and then kind of the, the DNA that, that you guys, I mean, because you guys are only a few years old, so you've got the DNA of a startup and, and great tech. That's, that's really exciting. Um, and, and I look forward to, to seeing what you guys do there. So but thanks for coming on with us and uh, hope you guys enjoy the, the rest of the festival here. All right. Sounds good. Thank you.